radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Prime Time. He gets his fantasy football advice from 12-year-olds on TikTok. Micah. I put up so many points. And producer Tony. This is the only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? a shitty podcast like 10 minutes into it i would not listen to this hey fellas i love the podcast music created by brian swanson welcome everyone to the week eight preview show fantasy football scoop and boop i am your host tony and joined by always by bishop and micah and also, we have a special guest who uh, might have done a run-in to the recap show. We got BDI here, ladies and gentlemen. So, welcome, BDI. How's how's it going, BDI? Well, I mean, I'm four and three, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> I think you're the only member of this podcast right now that is, has a winning record, uh, which is as sad as that is. I think that's true. All right, that's good. Uh, you know, I mean, I know, I know, I know. Serbia over there is uh, whatever. I have no idea what is right here, but it's losing. That's for sure. Micah, do you, you care- are king of the midgets. <laughs> that's true. He is the tallest midget. So, uh, BDI, you asked to be on the show. How, how's uh, how's the season going for you? How uh, how how you liking the season so far? Um. Pretty good. I mean, I'm finally over 500. I think I should have been, you know, maybe a couple more wins, but uh, obviously my team didn't produce those weeks. So, but uh, I've been enjoying this season a little bit more than I have been in the last couple seasons. You know, but it's been uh, it's been fun for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost as if a first round pick would have uh, would have helped you out here in the early part of the season. Um, uh, oh yeah. So Bishop, I guess let's talk about that. Are are you enjoying BDI's first round pick? Currently, no, because I'm three three and one. <laughs> uh, I think first round picks are overrated. And actually, I was looking at the standings, and it's funny because everyone is separated by two. Like Kowalski is the only team with like six wins, and everyone else has either four, three, or two wins. Like it is, it's a crapshoot. It's still anyone's uh, ball game, I guess you could say. Yeah, speaking of trades, this is uh, week eight. So this is the last week to make trades. Uh, I, I posted a little poll here asking the league if they knew that, and uh, it was I got six votes, 
and half the league didn't know that this is the last week to make trades. So uh, I think we'll talk about a trade coming up here. But uh, BDI, uh, do, you got to get on the on the trade market here. You, you, this is your last week to make moves. Um, I know I need a running back, but I just don't know who to trade on my team. I mean, I guess I could trade Terry, but uh, I don't think anyone really wants him. And I was going to try and go for Tony Pollard. Bishop did say, oh, we'll talk about it, but then he never talked to me about it and just, you know, went and gave it to K-Wall. That's true. I completely forgot about that trade. Uh, Kowalski had sent me offers and then, like, pulled it back and then sent me an offer and then pulled it back. It was a very confusing week because I would get offers and I'm like, okay, I want to get the offers so I could waive the options. And then they kept disappearing. (laughs) It was a weird week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get into the, uh, the waiver wire, but, uh, um, I don't know. What was I going to say here? Uh, well, uh, BDI, Thanks for joining us here. Uh, you're the first guest of the season, so uh, I, I don't even know how many people still listen to this, but uh, apparently you still do. So thank you for listening. Uh, no problem. I do listen to you guys every week, so when you guys have the season going. Awesome. All right. Well, you're going to join us for the whole show, so uh, let's get into it here. Waiver. With the waiver wire. Sweet. Wire. Waiver wire. Hello and welcome to week eight of the waiver wire transaction report. Uh, we're going to start with the trade first. Uh, we have Nitro giving up Mike Evans and Tony Pollard and one waiver wire dollar to Kowalski for DJ Moore and Zach Moss. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I'll go first. At first blush, I was like, is there a draft pick involved here? Because uh, it, I, I feel like um, K-Wall robbed you blind. I feel you got hosed as well. Micah, thoughts? Well, I guess it's going to be contingent on uh, how much plays Zach Moss gets going forward. Because uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is... Uh, back on the cover of tiger beat and he's ready to roll so you might be out like a dollar for no reason (laughs) you're gonna miss that extra fab dollar actually i threw that in that wasn't even a part of our original thing uh i i remembered he had zero dollars and i told him i'll give you i'll uh, spot you a gift and i threw in the one dollar but uh yeah i hate tony pollard and i hate mike evans i'm done with these fucking guys uh mike evans quit and i don't like quitters and Tony Pollard's a cowboy. I never want to draft another cowboy again. Uh, T-Bag is taking over the QB position in Chicago. So that's all going to be great. And I don't know who Zach Moss is. I think I just needed a running back. Um, apparently, he's looking to get traded now that Jonathan Taylor's like good. So maybe he'll end up on a good team like the Chiefs. So maybe, that would Maybe be, the Jets. Uh, maybe they'll trade him to the Jets. I already got a Jets running back. <laughs> I already had two at one point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know what you were thinking here, buddy. I think uh, Mike Evans has not been terrible. Um, He's a terrible person. Okay, fine. That's what I'm – yeah, like I, I'm a, I have high moral character. 
So I, I do not allow these people on my on my team. Uh, I'm actually trying to also unload Chris Olave if anyone's interested. Throwing that out there too. Another high character individual. Yeah, someone I want to jettison from my roster. Dobbs for uh, Olave. I didn't. I don't know who that is. It doesn't matter. I don't know who that other guy is. So uh, <laughs> let's make this happen. Yes, my hand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. We're gonna get into the actual waiver wire portion because I I want to talk about this next pickup. Uh, for thirty five dollars, BDI acquires Pierre Strong Jr. running back for the Cleveland Browns and releases Jordan Mason running back from the San Francisco 49ers. Who is Pierre Strong Jr. BDI? The guy that is going to play football while uh, uh, whatever his name is Ford is uh, injured for the next couple weeks. So I figured I uh, get him, and I don't know anything about Fad, so I just threw some money out there, just trying to get the guy, and make sure I got him. I know probably no one else went for him, right? <laughs> well, you certainly got him, buddy. Uh, nobody bid on him, uh, so a zero dollar well, bid would have worked. But uh, yeah, it's all right. You can't bring that waiver wire to next year, so why not? Just ask Kwall. Yeah. Who also made a waiver wire transaction <laughs> with that one dollar I just gave him? He acquires the Gus Bus, Gus Edwards, running back from the Baltimore Ravens, and releases Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Detroit. Tremendous, tremendous. I actually, <clears throat> yeah, I'm actually a fan of this pick. I did not know Gus Edwards was on the waiver wire. I thought he was on someone's team. I didn't even think to check. Uh, yeah, nice move. Also, didn't have to. He could have saved that dollar because no one else bid on him. So, fiscally responsible Kowalski. Next up, we've got a couple free moves, $0 bids. We have <laughs> Micah's Juventus releasing the recently started Washington Commanders quarterback and acquiring my boy Gardner Menchu, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts quarterback. This is a great move, Micah. I applaud you. You're going to win your division now. I am so mad that I didn't know he was a free agent as well. Eight steps ahead. I'm thinking like three years down the road. That's what I'm saying. Tony, how can we compete with these people who are like playing 5D chess while we're still playing hopscotch? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Maybe check the uh, available players for impact players like uh, Gardner Minshew, and then maybe uh, you can turn your season around here, buddy. But it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even think he wouldn't be rostered, right? It's like Patrick Mahomes is rostered, Gardner Menchu is rostered. You don't think to check for him in the waiver wire. <laughs> Strange. And we've got another $0 bid with uh, Team Worm, or Team Taylor Worm, acquiring Dallas Goddard tight end from Philly and preemptively releasing Elijah Mitchell, running back from San Francisco. San Francisco. You know, I saw that I saw him drop uh, Mitchell just out of the blue yesterday, and I thought like he was uh, clearing a spot to make a trade, but uh, that just never happened. And he was just—I don't know why he cut him early, but he did. So, I think if you don't do it through the proper way, it automatically kicks the guy off before you can make your bid on a player. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I know I've seen it before. Anyway. Uh, now we're going to go on to the, the actual transactions. 
Uh, we've got Micah Juventus acquiring the Chicago Bears defense and releasing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Great pick, Kawa. Uh, and I swoop in and take that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense and release the Arizona Cardinals defense because I did not realize that was my backup defense. And lastly, we have Micah again releasing the Pittsburgh Steelers kicker and acquiring the New York football Jets kicker. I know you love Great this pick. move. Yeah, I know. Again, another superstar did not know was on the waiver wire. And that will conclude your waiver wire transaction for week eight. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk about email. There's a letter in your mailbox. And I think we only got one. Um, BDI, you say you listen to the podcast, but you don't send in emails. What, what's up with that? I don't. I don't know what. I don't know. I just never do. I. I. I have no comments. <laughs> All right. Send, I us, I, uh, send reviews of eggnog, like whatever eggnog you find. Send in reviews. I gotta tell you, I don't like eggnog, bud. Jesus Christ. Oberweiss, bro. Oberweiss eggnog is the bomb. That would have been the time to do that drop, uh, Tony, where it's Jesus Christ, the kid's an idiot. You remember that drop? I don't have right that one geez. anymore. They oh, just plain right sucked. Yeah, I, 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 that's like an old relic from the podcast days. I don't have that drop anymore. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, man, that's all right. I forgive you. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, we do have one email from Dan Kowalski. Thank you, Kwal. And it says, I wonder what the highest score for a player without scoring a touchdown is. I think he's referencing uh, your Alvin Kamara last week who didn't score a touchdown and scored 21 points. That's pretty pretty good. Uh, Keep on throwing those passes. And then he says, you'd think at some point a defense would mark Alvin Kamara. Guess not. Uh, 12 catches last week. Crazy. And he says, QB controversy in Chicago. Which yep. is funny to me, uh, uh, Bishop. I'm sure you're loving this uh, Tyson Bajant experience here. I like winning. <laughs> That's pretty much my uh, prerequisite. So, uh, yeah, I'm on the teabag train. Get in line. <laughs> choo choo. That sounded terrible. That's gonna be on, <laughs> that's, that's on, gonna on be the a, intro. That's gonna drop. Yep, that's gonna yeah. be a drop. <laughs> oh man! Damn it. <laughs> All right, he goes on. The uh, Lake Manitoba Love Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) He goes on and says, Lamar was not fucking around this week. Also, what happened to the Lions? I guess, uh, Micah, you can answer that question. They just, uh, they flat out suck. That's all I can say. They forgot how to play football for... They all have grouper sandwiches as well, uh, probably. I, that that would have been a that would have been a good excuse, but they just flat out sucked. <laughs> all right, he keeps going here. Santino does it again with Darren Waller. Uh, holy moly, the Raiders are bad. Travis Kelsey definitely not bad. I will fuck Flipper right now with the dolphin emoji. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Neither do I. <laughs> And then he finishes here. I got to be honest. I never thought about Taylor Swift even a little before she started bouncing up and down on Travis Kelsey's smoked meat log. 
but I kind of like her. So I think K Wall is uh is kind of digging on Taylor Swift here. Um, I don't know. No what are, what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift, real quick? BDI, you go first. I think she is a destroyer of men. And uh, I, that's all I think about her. That's all I know. And I don't care about her music. Um, there you go. Okay. Bishop? But apparently, wait, wait. But apparently for Kelsey, I guess he's playing better when she's there for some reason. So uh, maybe she's not destroying this man. So. Bishop, would you? Would I? rain from a cloud to quote Santino uh, old people will get that reference uh, I, I like that BDI referred to her as destroyer of men for some reason that made me chuckle uh, I'm going to go with that I didn't know who she, who she even was two weeks ago so uh, don't really care I'm kind of curious to hear Micah's reaction though uh, I mean, all I really know is uh that uh, worm is like dying to smell Travis Kelsey's fingers. That's that's all I really know about her. <laughs> uh yeah, I just he wants to he wants to like spray spray eucalyptus and then this waft in the the scent up of his fingers. Do you think Kelsey's you know banging her? Because I don't think he is. You think it's a work? I think it's a work. I don't think he's getting laid by her. I don't. I don't. I don't think she would have sex. To be honest with you, <laughs> I think there's just a work, and he's probably blue balled, or he's jerking his meat, or some shit like that. But he's definitely probably not plowing that check yet. All right. Uh, I think she's all right, but uh, any any musical act that Worm enjoys, I, uh, I I I would run away the other way, <laughs> screaming. Um, so yeah, that's a no for me, dog. But Taylor Swift and Creed. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does Worm actually works. like her, or is that like a oh, work? No, 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 no. He likes her. Yeah, he he like legitimately. Oh, wow. dude, dude, L.A. man, it, it rots your brain. <laughs> no, he <laughs> he for shoot is a Taylor Swift fan. No, 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 like no work there. <laughs> Jesus, that's hilarious. Um, and has been for like ten years, which is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> that is worse uh thank you k wall for uh sending in the email we do have a clip from giuseppe so i'm gonna go ahead and play that now what's up boys new week in fantasy football and we are approaching halloween i believe i think it's about i don't know less than a week away and i know that we typically throw a poll on there on the candy but i was thinking about this other thing what do you find to be the most uh annoying part of uh, Halloween. For me, it's the scary movies. I think they're the stupidest thing in the world. The thought that people pay money to be scared is just blows my mind. So curious what you guys have to say. What's the thing that you think is the most ridiculous or you dislike the most about Halloween? Take care. Have a great rest of the show. And thanks as always, Giuseppe. Um, BDI, since you're our special guest here, uh, how would you answer uh, Giuseppe's question? What's the most annoying part of Halloween for you? I mean, I don't really have an annoying part, to be honest with you. It's free candy. Um, I tax the kids that I, we go with, and I get candy for myself for a good couple weeks. And 
I mean, I don't have a real annoying time to be honest with you, but I guess, well, I guess I agree with him on the horror movies. They're pretty stupid. I think horror movies are dumb and uh, boring and all the same. So I have to agree with him there. Bishop, what about you? I'm, I'm guessing it's going trick-or-treating with your kids because that doesn't seem like something you would enjoy at all. Uh, actually, you would be incorrect. Uh, since moving here, uh, we go trick-or-treating in this like uh, gated community and it's all these like uh, snowbirds, the people come in from like New York and all these other places. Yeah. And uh, they're all like very attractive looking moms. Ah. So I just, yeah, like it's it's great for me. I, I enjoy the view. So nothing annoying about it, huh? Not that I can think of. I didn't even know they still made horror movies. <laughs> I think I just watch Ernest Scared Stupid every year once, and that's it. I'm good. Oh, that's a classic. Uh, Michael, what about you? Uh, adults wearing costumes at work. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Other than that, I don't really care. I mean, I, I'll get I'll get free candy out of it from someone somewhere. That's pretty cool. But uh, the whole like I'm an adult and Halloween's my favorite holiday. Well, it's like okay, get the fuck out of my face. Uh, the most annoying th- part of it for me is um, at work uh, on Halloween. Like people will bring their kids in to trick or treat at at work. Like they they hmm. take them desk to desk and office to office to get candy, and I'm not buying candy for these little bastards. Like, no. I, so what I do is I I close my door and turn my light off, so uh, they don't know that I'm there. Which is a, a great strategy if you're ever in that situation. <laughs> you alone in your office yes. in the dark, hiding from children. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's. Uh, thanks, thanks, Giuseppe, for sending the clip in. Greatly appreciated. Um, and uh, I, it makes me think of the the days when we used to record scoop and poop in my uh, extra bedroom, and like we would always buy like ass loads of candy because there was kids all over that old neighborhood, and Giuseppe would like feast off of like two month old Halloween candy. Uh, <laughs> I remember he was a big laffy taffy guy. I'm not I'm not a big taffy guy, but Giuseppe loves the Laffy Taffies. I remember that. There isn't a candy I don't like, I don't think. Uh maybe oh, like candy corn. That that might be like my rock bottom, but I'll I'll eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> if someone put an almond joy in front of me and, and asked me to eat it, I would uh smack it in his face. I, I do not like coconuts or anything yeah, like you can't, that. You can't coconut cannot be called candy. Yeah. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. BDI, what's I mean, your I'll, your I'll most hated it. candy? Candy corn. Candy corn. Yeah, yeah that's pretty bad there you too. Go. Maybe it's the most vile candy ever. Sorry, my dog was barking. It was the most. It's disgusting. And maybe an almond joy. I don't like that shit either. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll make a new poll question next week on what's the worst candy. But I feel like we've done that like several times already. But. <laughs> hey, we we need content, so let's go. <clears throat> uh, let's talk about prediction results. And actually, a pretty damn good week for us. Um, Micah led the way with five out of six. And Bishop and me tied with four out of six. So I think we're getting better at this, guys. This is pretty good. 
starting to figure it out. Yeah. Baby steps to success. Uh, so season long total, I'm still in the lead with 21. Micah has closed the gap at 20 and Bishop is still hanging around with 18. So, uh, it's, it's starting to get a little juicy here, boys. Um, BDI, we're going to have you stick around and pick some games for us. If you don't mind. Um, yeah, I'm down until the end, buds. Awesome. So let's start as always in the balls, Mahoney. And, uh, we have turtles, Iowa gangbang thugs versus Matt's team spam. And I should mention that Turtle is an 18 and a half point favorite. Uh, there's no funny stuff going on here. There's no bye week players in lineups. I actually don't think there's any buys in the NFL. Yeah, there's zero season, buys. Which is yeah, which is very buys. strange to me in week eight. You know what I mean? That's that's very weird. Last week there was like six or seven teams on a buy. Now there's zero. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Turtle is an 18-and-a-half-point favorite, Bishop. So uh, tell me what you think is going to happen here. So, like, I feel like everyone's going to pick Turtle this week. Uh, I'm going to take Matt. I, I don't know why. Uh, give me the Tua guy at home against New England. Miami historically does very well against New England at home, even when during the Brady years. Uh, DK Metcalf might be back, I think. We'll see. Uh, T. Higgins, my boy, is oh, back. Oh, your boy. Yeah, so, like, this is uh, very promising. I would actually encourage Matt to start Chuba Hubbard over Alexander Madison, probably, because uh, the other guy is out in Carolina, and they're playing at home against Houston. It's a pretty nice matchup. Uh, I like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Turtle Squad this week, and I think he has some pretty good matchups, but... Uh, I'm going to go the opposite of whatever RT Sports says this week. They're saying 18 points for Turtle. Give me Matt. Uh, BDI, who do you think is going to win this one? Um, judging by the team, I think... I'm going to have to go with uh, Turtle this week. I mean, I don't know. I don't like either of the guys' matchups. I mean, T. Higgins against San Francisco. Is Drake London good? Hold on. Eh. <laughs> um, I've been asking myself yeah, the I'm same go- question all season. I mean, it's I don't know. I'm going to go with the 78% on, uh, on Turtle. I mean, he has some pretty shitty matchups, too, like, you know, Cooper Cup against Dallas. Marquise Brown against Baltimore. I mean, Amon Ross probably got the best shot on his wide receivers. Uh, so, yeah. And the other guy, I mean, is it DK? I thought DK wasn't playing this week. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, he's got him in the lineup right now, but uh, he does get to play against the... I will start Cleveland Browns defense. Cleveland Browns defense. So, uh, uh, I'm going to actually agree with BDI here. I think I think Turtle's going to take this one. Uh, Lamar Jackson was absolutely on fire last week against the Detroit Lions, and I think uh, he can do the same thing against Arizona this week. Um, I think it's going to come down to like defense and special teams, and uh, I think Turtle will, will have the slight edge here. I think the the Lions are going to absolutely dog walk the, the Raiders uh, on Monday Night Football, so give me Turtle this week. Micah, who you got? 
So I'm starting to wonder, because uh, I gave Turtle a, a heads up last week not to start the uh, Lions kicker, because the Lions don't kick field goals, and this guy was doing bad in practice. And once you miss MCDCs like that, we're, we're not kicking anymore. So I don't know if he's banking on the Lions just running wild over the Raiders and getting a lot of extra points. But uh, I think that might be his riskiest uh, play. Potentially could come into factor. Because if he drops another zero, that could be a difference, particularly if Tua has a good game against New England. Because uh, Turtle does have some tough matchups. But uh, I think Amon Ra between the two teams is probably the best start. Um, I think I think playing the Lions kicker actually has the potential to... Uh, to cost him a victory, but um, I'm still going to pick Turtle to win. All right. Let's go to the next matchup. And we have K-Wall's Robot Unicorn Attack uh, versus McLean's Cologne Rocks. And K-Wall here is a 15.5 point favorite, Micah. Um, fresh off the trade, acquiring Tony Pollard. Uh, gets to play the Rams this week. Uh, so what do you think about this one? Do you think K-Wall is a 15.5-point favorite worthy? Maybe not 15.5 points, but uh, he definitely has the better roster this week. Uh, Matt Stafford just unfortunately isn't good anymore. He's probably going to have a rough go against Dallas. And uh, uh, I have a suspicion that uh, the Bears may get the uh, San Diego Chargers head coach fired this week. So. Austin Eckler, I don't know. I'm not too confident he's going to have a typical Austin Eckler type game. Uh, the rest of his roster is not too uh, too appealing. Where K Wall has Kelsey, he's got uh, that the Ravens kicker, some guy named Josh Palmer. It doesn't matter. He could probably throw anyone in that spot. He's got Keenan Allen gets points, and Tony Pollard is a pretty decent running back, and he could uh, potentially bounce back against the Rams. Josh Jacobs might have an opportunity to heat up uh, against the Lions, depending if they fix their defensive problems this week. But uh, I don't think K. Wells going to have much of an issue. I think he he wins pretty pretty handily. Uh, Bishop, you want to take this one? Oh, I'm definitely going to take this one because I'm going to go again opposite of RT Sports. Give me Cologne Rocks because he has not set a lineup. Uh, I definitely think he's going to get Derrick Henry. He gets Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon back off a of bye. Uh, the Derrick Henry play, I just saw that the over-under in that game is 35 and a half. That's, <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, he's also got a Jet on his bench that's going to see the lineup, Garrett Wilson. So uh, I'm not trusting the spread. Uh, I like Kowalski's team, but I don't think he's going to start two Chargers receivers. I mean, he might. They're playing the Bears. Uh, it's weird he traded for Mike Evans but didn't play him uh, and picked up the Gus bus. I think Kowalski now is at that point where his team is too good. He's going to have issues with lineups. You know, It's easy when you have the best starting lineup, lineup and your bench sucks. And you always know who to play. But uh, trading him all my, my best players is going to cost him some victories, I think. Hmm... Uh, yeah, give me give me Cologne Rocks. So are you saying that you sabotage trade uh, with Kowalski here? I mean, I didn't do it on purpose, but I'm as I'm looking at his lineup now, I can see that it's, it, it's getting to his head, right? He's like yeah. Worm, where he overthinks 
tough and he's gonna you know it's gonna cost him some points will, will it be enough to lose i don't know we'll see all right. Well, I don't. I don't think he's going to struggle much this week. I think K. Wall uh, wipes the floor with McLean this week. Uh, Matt Stafford against the Rams is. Uh, I think that's going to be a bad, a bad day for him at the office. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean Joe Mixon's coming back, but he gets to play against San Francisco. Uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, there's going to be like multiple quarterbacks in that game. Malik Willis and Will Levis might play his first game. Uh, that's why that, that over-under is 35-and-a-half. So Derrick Henry's not going to do much against Atlanta, I don't think. I think K-Wall wins, and it's pretty easy here. Uh, BDI, what do you think? Um, Well, I think Cologne should go the three uh, running back set. And um, I don't know, put, maybe play – the quarter the, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback I feel like uh Kenny's uh you know getting a little bit better so and you know he's uh Stafford's playing against Dallas's defense so and they're pretty good he's gonna have problems like you said and I just don't like a lot of his matchups you know I mean um Burroughs against San Francisco. Their offensive line sucks, so he's probably going to get injured. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, uh, yeah, I just feel that um, and uh, Cologne Rocks is better. Awesome. He's been, a, yeah, so there you go. All right, let's go to the next matchup. And we have the game of the week here. Uh, we have Bishop's Nitro versus BDI squad and Bishop before we get any farther uh is that orthodox Jesus I think I see here Wh- what is that I think it's just the orthodox Chad meme uh if you're unfamiliar with Chad memes I <laughs> recommend googling them they're hilarious so I found an, an orthodox bro one uh this is actually a pretty close game here according to RT Sports uh Bishop is a 1 point favorite against BDI uh, Micah, um, you, you, you let off the last one, so I'll take this one. Um, well, uh, Bishop just traded away one of his best players, actually two of his best players. Uh, he's got Zach Moss in the lineup here against the, the, the saints who have a pretty, pretty tough defense. And I think Zach Moss is definitely going to be losing some touches here, man. Uh, I'm going to shock the world here, and I'm going to take BDI to win. I think uh, Adam Thielen is is going to keep the gravy train rolling here. He's coming coming back off a bye, gets to play Houston. He's going to have a big game. And uh, I think Stephon Diggs is uh, going to steal a lot of your touchdowns here, Bishop. So I'm going to take BDI, actually. Micah, what do you think? Has there ever been a live trade like on the podcast that we know? Uh, I don't BDI BDI wants a running back. and uh, Or a receiver. Like, like You don't want Chris Olave. You could trade Chris Olave for Terry McLaurin live. That could be awesome. Or I'll get rid of Zach Moss, who's, who's going to get the poach by Tiger Beat favorite, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But uh, I digress. Um, I think from a fantasy perspective, this is probably uh, the, the best game of the week. Uh, there's good receivers on both teams. 
Uh, quarterback play has some potential for both, although I think uh, Josh Allen against Tampa Bay should be pretty good. Um, not a big fan of Dak Prescott, but uh, when Jordan Love is the only alternative, not much choice there. Najee Harris hasn't done a whole lot this year, but uh, I think Zach Moss actually might be the, the kind of the wild card in this game. How much? How much attention? How much of the of the running back load does he get against uh, New Orleans? Um, this for me is a coin flip, but I'm going to go with Nitro. Do you want to go first, BDI, or do you want me to go? Um, mine's going to be easy. I'm going to go with the route of Turtle. I'm going to pick myself. Um, I think my, I think my, uh, my team's overall better than Dead Bishops, even though I didn't have a first round pick. Ouch. And according to the power rankings, I have the second roster. So I'm assuming that means I have the number two roster in the league. So I'm going to go with that. Number two is also uh, a euphemism for poop. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. So what's below poop? What's the number three? Vomit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's my turn to pick. And I'm also going to take Zach because I am terrible and fantasy football sucks. Uh, BDI is going to put up 120. He's going to have his best week ever. Uh, yes. Everyone who sucks will be good this week. Uh, so expect yes, a big Najee. game out of Michael Pittman Jr. And not, like Najee Harris is going to have three, three touchdowns. I'm <laughs> going to call it right now. My breakout players, Najee Harris. Um, apparently, Zach Moss is already questionable. Yeah. Yes, I was reading that. Apparently, Tyreek Hill is questionable. <laughs> Double yes. It says, it says the Dolphins are prepared to be without Hill this weekend. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, give me Zach by a lot. Also, if you click Zach Moss, he is questionable with an elbow slash heel injury. How do you injure both of those body parts? And if you read what it says, like uh, I think it was the 250 update, they word it very strangely. Uh, he was Zach Moss disclosed is not practicing Wednesday for an unknown reason. This close to the trade deadline, there will be. Oh, some- they're gonna oh. they're gonna trade this guy. So what's going on? Yeah, that <laughs> he's not hurt. That's what I'm saying. If he goes to the Chiefs or oh, he's another, gonna go to the Lions, he's gonna go to the Lions. Or another high potent offense, I J-E-T-S, will accept that. T S just just just. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, let's go to the next matchup, and we have my artificially intelligent versus yes, yes, Santino's yes. lucky wolf. Uh, this is the most fake news I've ever read in my life. It says that I'm a 20-point favorite against Santino, Bishop. Uh, obviously, Santino has not set a lineup. He still has Jamar Chase and Christian Kirk on his bench. Uh, so tell me tell me what do you think is going to happen to me this week? Uh, I can see a Santino victory. It's very plausible. As you said, uh, Jamar Chase comes in, but you said they're – like you said earlier, they're playing against the Niners. Tough matchup, but that means they're going to be—they're probably going to be losing, so they'll be throwing. I don't—I don't know if Christian Kirk is the play uh, over Cortland Sutton, but I could see either or. He might even leave Darren Waller in. Who knows? Santino is an enigma. 
but he is a fascinating enigma who is four and three. He is has a better record than me, so I cannot criticize his uh, lineup decisions. Uh, I'm going to ride the Santino wave, and I'm going to take Santino. Who do you got, Micah? The only uh, real answer is it's got to be Santino. He's a, as we it. said before many times, he's a juggernaut. He's unstoppable. Uh, he is going to win the Super Bowl. He's probably going to run the table with the rest yes. of this league. Yes. Yes. Um, although I do like uh, Tony's got some good uh, some good guys on his team. Travis Etienne's blowing up. Uh, this Puka Nakuku. I, I still can't say the guy's name. I guess he's like Polynesian or something, but he's still, every week, this guy delivers. Um, Salvin, Salvin Ahmed. uh, uh your secret, uh, your secret player that got picked up in uh, Tampa. He swooped in under you. Um, I think if Brock Purdy bounces back, uh, and I, I think he has a chance to do so because Cincinnati hasn't been that hot this year. Um, this I think will be another close game, but I am picking Santino to edge out artificially intelligent. BDI, why don't you go ahead next, bud? Well, um. I'm going to take Tony for the fact that if Tyreek Hill is injured, Jalen Waddle is probably going to be the recipient of those uh, of those uh, targets. And he's got Devontae Adams. I mean, he's probably the best player on the Raiders. And uh, Puka Nakua, he's not yucking it up and coming. So I'm going to go with Tony. I mean, I don't know how Stan does it, but um, I, I'm so I, th- I feel that Tony's going to win this one this week. Uh, I think I'm going to win. I think this is going to be a dog fight. Uh, uh, you mentioned Brock Purdy. I guess he he suffered a concussion, and they didn't realize it until they were on the plane coming home from Minnesota. So he is like very questionable to play. I think they're preparing for him not to play uh, this week. So he's going to have to get Trevor Lawrence in his lineup, which who has not been setting the world on fire. Um, and they get to play Pittsburgh, which is a pretty good defense. So uh, I think I'm going to win. I think uh, I just got to dodge a huge game from uh, A.J. Brown, but I have I have Jalen Hurts. So um, if he's catching touchdowns, then I'm throwing touchdowns. So I think I'll, uh, I'll win that matchup here. And, uh, yeah, Travis Etienne is just – I think he scored two touchdowns every – game for for the past three weeks i want to say he's got six touchdowns in the past three weeks this guy's on fire um and i don't see salvin ahmed uh lighting it up this week so i'm gonna take myself i think i will beat santino in a close matchup (laughs) let's go to the next matchup and we have giuseppe's the ted lasso way versus micah's juventus Mamma mia! The picture of a very fat woman. <laughs> uh, excellent mind games here, Micah. Uh, <laughs> RT Sports thinks Giuseppe's a three-point favorite here, Bishop. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and give us some analysis on this one? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to not look at Micah's image. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, looks like 
Giuseppe's got uh, Patrick Mahomes playing against the worst defense in the history of football, the Denver Broncos. Uh, coming off that four touchdown performance last week, he's probably going to do well this week. Uh, he's starting down to Foreman again. I guess he has to, too. That's strange. Um, he doesn't have any bye weeks. I guess he could bench him for another receiver. His receivers aren't good either. I don't know how Giuseppe's team is 2-5. and five. He could easy, should easily be zero and seven. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, Mike has got a series of bad luck. Uh, he's also starting people like Devonta Smith and Sam Laporta. Also, not great idea. Uh, is Kareem Hunt like in? He's the. Is he? he the, he's starting right. Yeah, he's the man now. Yeah, he's the. He's the guy. So why did BDI pay thirty five dollars for the? Fourth string guy. No comment. Crickets. <laughs> okay. Uh, that makes that even better. Uh, oh, man, this is a tough one. I don't know. Uh, I, I want to try to do the opposite of whatever I think Tony's going to do because I have to catch up in the prediction. I think he's going to take oh, – he's probably going to take uh, Giuseppe. So I am going to take Micah and Juventus. Who wants to go next? Um, what did you say? I'm going to go for Zach, and I'm going to say Zach's going to say it is Giuseppe. Am I right? Um, can you hear me now? I sorry. Um, let's yes. see. Yes, I'm going to go with Giuseppe just because it's against Micah, and he's in my uh, division. And he need—I mean, Micah—you need to win this one. I feel if you, you know, if you lose this one, it's going to be pretty hard to, uh, you know, come back. But so I think you—you uh, you need to win it. But I'm going to go with Giuseppe. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know what to do in this game. I think the first the first team to score 50 points is going to win. Uh, this is a tickle fight. Uh, you got guys who, who play for Giuseppe but don't do anything. Aaron Jones and B. John Robinson. Giuseppe's playing how many rookies? One, two, three rookies, Bishop. He's playing three goddamn rookies, uh, which is always tough. Um but Micah does get uh, Kirk Cousins back in the lineup, so that's an interesting play there. He's starting two rookies who are both Lions. Praise Jesus. Yes, two, two, two Lions rookies versus three rookies for Giuseppe. This is a. Uh, I'm gonna go with Giuseppe because he's got Patrick Mahomes, and uh, they figured it out last week. And Denver is their opponent this week, so I think uh, we're gonna listen to some easy listening Italian music. And uh, I think Giuseppe is gonna load up on the po- on the salami. Um, you Definitely know? loaded up on the salami. And uh, I think he'll uh, he'll he'll beat uh, Juventus. A- a- side note: Every time I see that word Juventus, I think of Juventude Guerrero in WCW. <laughs> How could you not think of that? <laughs> uh, Micah, who do you think? Who do you got here? Well. Sam Laporte is good. 
That's about all I have to say for my team. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I might have a chance of winning like a coin flip type of a game if uh, Bijan Robinson still has a headache. Um, I mean, <laughs> all my receivers suck. Uh, Laporta actually gets like attention. Goff throws in the ball. Devontae Smith does not get the ball. Calvin Ridley does not get the ball. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. Hopefully he can replicate some of that second half uh, magic against the against the Raiders. Uh, Kareem Hunt's been on a little bit of a hot streak the past couple weeks. Of a hot streak, I mean he gets like one touchdown, so he gets like ten points. Brahim Mostert might not play. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of problems if I have to play Ezekiel but uh, um, but if I do win, I think it's actually be on the back of the Bears defense getting that uh, Chargers head coach fired. But uh, it's I'm not gonna win. Uh, it's, I, I'm 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 lottery material. I got uh, too ambitious in the draft. My first two picks I got burned, and now I'm paying paying the price. Should have worn rubber. Speaking of getting burned, mirror, Calvin Ridley I heard bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars, so you might want to get him into your lineup. We shall see. <laughs> when I when I look in the mirror, M I R R A, I see a victorious Giuseppe, that fucking Giuseppe. All right, well, uh, I hope you have fun screaming under the bridge uh, this week here, Micah. All right, let's go to the next and last matchup, and we got uh, Bobby Big Balls taking on Worm and Team Taylor. And Worm is a half-point favorite. Uh, this is a 51% to 49% uh, game, according to RT Sports. And holy crap, uh, we got three tight ends in this game. Uh, Mark Andrews and George Kittle for Bob and Dallas Goddard for uh, for, for Worm. Um, I, I think Baker Mayfield's hurt. I don't think he's playing this week, so... I think that's like Kyle Trask. I want to say to play against Buffalo. Uh, Bob, you should definitely hit up the uh, the waiver wire this week. There's got to be a better option out there somewhere. Uh, I'll take this one. I'm going to take Bobby Big Balls because I think his his running backs are way better than uh, than Worms. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's got his groove back. Uh, he's a grown ass man. And Christian McCaffrey, who was allegedly hurt, but still scored two touchdowns last week. So I think he'll continue to roll. Uh, give me Bobby Big Balls. Uh, Micah, who do you think is going to win this matchup? Mr. Big Balls, I will trade you almost anybody. I'll trade you Kirk Cousins for almost anybody on your roster. So uh, give me a call or something. Send me a text message. Hit me up on X, formerly Twitter, FaceTime, Instagram, whatever. Whatever your social is, bro. But uh, um, I do think uh, BDI, you should have put a patent on that whole double tight end and fantasy football thing, man. You could get royalties from the sky all year. You missed the boat on that one. Sorry. This is going to win. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is great. I'm going to go next to kill the silence. I'm going to take Worm by a lot. I have no reason why. I guess I'm still upset that Bobby Big Balls had his greatest week ever against me. Uh, 
Christian McCaffrey's playing against at home against the Bengals. Uh, that should be a pretty good game for him. But like you said, he's going to start whoever the backup is in Tampa on a Thursday night. Uh, that's going to be tough. Uh, also, Worm has the starting the Jets defense. That's uh, very good. Very, very good. So, yeah, I'll take Worm. Who do you got, Zach? Um, I'm going to go with Bobby um, because uh, I need uh, Worm to lose. So that is my analysis. And... Um, <clears throat> That's about it, man. I mean, I, I, I don't know who else to pick, and I don't want win, I don't want Warren to win, so I'm going to go with uh, the Cocksuckers. Okay. Uh, let's talk about a breakout player. Uh, you got anybody in mind here, Micah? Yeah, I'm picking the uh, Chicago Bears defense. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, uh, BDI, do you got a, a breakout player? Who do you think is going to a, have a great game this week? I'm hoping Najee Harris is going to have a great game. So I'm going to go with him. Fucker stole my pick, dude. I said that like 20 minutes ago. So <laughs> yeah, I will go, I know. I so will go with Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pitbull Pittman. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews on Bobby Big Balls. I think uh, you know he, he, he was the beneficiary of two touchdowns last week. I think he'll grab another two this week. So I'm going to take Mark Andrews. And that's going to do it for the week eight preview show. Fantasy football scoop and. All right. Get those trades in at the deadline. All right. Show's over. Oh, yeah. Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com. <laughs>